I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hi guys, it's Todd Screema and the lovely Robin Lavasser and Jimmy Reed the Goat. And we are uh, doing a podcast for loan officers this month called The Work It Takes. And uh, listen, we, we went from uh, a $4.4 trillion market the last two years in a row to perhaps, perhaps the worst market we've seen. Uh, I was talking to someone the other, I was talking to Jim and Robin yesterday, two different calls. And I said, hey, I think this is officially the hardest market I've seen. And I say that for lots of reasons. There's lots of things going on. Uh, yes, inflation. Yes, uh, you know, increasing interest rates. As we're recording this, rates went up uh, uh, the most that they went up since 1985 or something like that in, in two days. So uh, it's, it's a lot. Um, and, and there's a lot of shock and awe. Now, what I will tell you, and I know this sounds like Todd positivity, what I find I'll get some Todd positivity after that. I'm ready. Give it to me, brother. <laughs> I'll take some what, positivity. <laughs> what I find is we go through, I call it the dip, and then you're in the hard, 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 which our hard, hard, hard may last, say, six months from now or a year from now or whatever. And then there's bigger and better opportunities, and there are opportunities along the way. Um, but it doesn't. Dude, hold on. There's more opportunities in a tough market than a good market. That's my point. That's my point. There's way so, more opportunities in the next year and a half than there has been in the last year and a half. It was easier yeah. to make money in the last year and a half, but there's more opportunity right now. 100%. So the work it takes, because we are going to work a little bit differently in different markets or try different strategies and different activities. Um, so, Robin, give us an overview of your thoughts on this, because I think a lot of people are um, scared, shocked, awed. Um, all of the above. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, when I think about the work it takes, we're, we're pretty well knowledge and we'll go through, we'll talk about some of the basic work that it takes, but I want to talk about some of the things that I actually was listening, um, uh, to a story about Kobe Bryant. And I, I just want to share it for a second because I think it's so incredibly impactful. It just hit me how, uh, how much, grit that man had, even though he had arrived. And so the last, a lot of people have never seen a tough market mortgage. Plenty of people in this industry right now have never seen um, a really tough market, right? They've never seen rates like this. So there are, there is some shock and awe. In addition to that, you've got inflation and just all the, all the dynamics. Kobe Bryant is somebody that, uh, you guys might know the story. A man came to interview him one day and he said, hey, can I interview you? And I'd like to interview you during your training. I'd like to watch one of your trainings. And Kobe said, uh, well, it's 4 a.m. 4 a.m. is when I start my workout. And the guy said, okay. And he said, I thought I'd be there um, early to meet Kobe Bryant at four o'clock in the morning. And he says, and I show up and at 3.30 a.m. as I'm getting out of my car, I can already hear sneakers squeaking on the basketball court. So I go into the gym at 3.30 in the morning and Kobe Bryant is in there and he's already sweating and it's just his pre-workout and he doesn't even have a ball in his hand. And he's not just running. He's literally pivoting. Yeah. He's boxing out. He's running backwards, right? He's doing all the footwork that it takes to be an incredible basketball player. And the guy says, hey, Kobe, why, why are you working out without a ball like why, why are you working on pivoting that's such a basic and he said you're the greatest player in the world and Kobe winked at him and said why do you think I'm the greatest player in the world 
So I think one of the things that is so important right now that a lot of people are saying but not doing, there's a huge difference, right? They're, they're thinking about it but not really acting on it. And that is doing the basics, which is your, you know, making those theme day calls, seeing people face to face, all of those things. But the, the last piece that I will just throw out there and, and Jimmy, you can, you know, add to the basics in, in your coaching style, but is one of the things that he said was he said, your typical basketball player pro level works out two times a day. They come in in the morning, they do about two and a half hours of aggressive workout. They take a lunch, a little bit of a breather, relax. And they come back and do two and a half hours in the afternoon. That's your typical pro player. Kobe Bryant does three. The world's greatest player does three. He always did three so that he did one more than what everybody else was doing to ensure that he would be the one that won. And in this market, it's that unseen work. It's that 4 a.m. workout. Wow. It's that stay one extra hour in the evening. It's that come in on a Saturday and jam out two hours of phone calls to your clients. It's showing up at extra open houses, maybe drive into that last one when you're tired. The unseen work, in my opinion, is what's going to get you through a market that's a little bit harder where it's not rainy mortgages, but it's a beautiful opportunity because most people don't have the unseen work in them. So can I counter you, Robin? And I, as you, I, I agree with everything you're hold saying. On I think it's great. Just hold on one second before you do that. If you're listening, I just wrote down something to do. Like if you're listening to this, get a piece of paper out and take some notes and write down things you intend to do. It will dramatically increase the chances of it happening. And mm. then share it with somebody else and put it in your calendar. And it will, again, dramatically increase the chances of it happening. Go ahead, Todd. I'm sorry. I just got a really good point. Um, good point, Jim. I, I'm just saying, uh, I'm just in all transparency, I think 80% of the loan officers that will listen to this are like, Robin, I'm no Kobe Bryant. I don't need to close 20 loans a month. I'm just trying to do three or four. I'm just trying to pay some bills. I don't want to work that hard. I really don't. Like, good. I'm just telling you most people how they approach business and life is a little lazier than it's a lot lazier than what you just said. So what do you say to them? Go get a 40 hour a week normal job then because yeah. you shouldn't be 100% commission and not want to put in, you know, entrepreneurs take all the risk knowing that they're going to fall on hard times and that you have to do the extra work to get through them or you lack purpose. And so what I would say to that, and this is going to sound really harsh, is that if you're like, eh, I only want to do this if it's a few loans and it's pretty darn easy. This isn't the market for you. This isn't the industry for you because there's no purpose behind that. When there's purpose behind what we do, even 60 hours doesn't feel like 60 hours because we're committed to helping people. It's not just about how many loans we close. It's really about the purpose of, do you believe in that what you're selling and who you're selling it to and yeah. what it does for their life? And if you have that, 60 hours doesn't feel like anything if you're committed to the outcomes that you're going to get at the end. Yeah, what you're saying is you can't coach desire. And mm -hmm. so for Todd, for me, so many people enter our business or when you talk to them and say, oh, I want to make a lot of money. And I think that everybody who's in here, almost everybody who's in this business does want to make a lot of money. And and that's okay. But if it's the only reason, if it's the only reason, it's a hole in your soul that will never be filled. Mm -hmm. No matter how much you stuff in there, it'll always be a big old hole in your chest. So you have to you have to attach the desire part to something else. For Robin, it's 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 more. I don't even know what the word is. Altruistic is to help people. For me, it's to compete. For whatever it is for you, it is. But it has to be something in addition to the money to get you up in the morning. 
Yes. Right? For me, it's points on a scoreboard. And I know it is for Robin, too, even though she may not say it. <laughs> for me, it's points on a scoreboard. It is. And I get irritated when my points aren't as much as they should be or somebody like one of the biggest motivation tools I've ever had in my life is to see somebody in my industry that I know I could do what they do and probably a little better and take better care of people and lead people better than this person. And I personalize it and then I get driven and then I do the work. So whatever it is for you, you got to find something in addition to the money. Otherwise, you just go, wow, I had a really good two years. Yay, me. And then you just don't do nothing. Yeah. Um, Let's touch on the basics. Um, You know, we try and keep these short, impactful, full of content um, because I I think sometimes (laughs) I, I was reading the book last night and the book is like this thick. And I'm like, I think I could rewrite this book in like one-tenth the content, right? So that's what we're trying to do with this podcast here. Um, when Can I, I talk about the basics for two seconds, yeah. Don? Okay, it just for two seconds, I just want to say this out loud, you guys. I think that one of the things that is so incredibly important right now is that when you, Jim mentioned the money piece and there being a whole, when you are just doing the basics right now out of fear or obligation to make it, it is very much felt on the other side, right? And that means phone calls or appointments or meetings. When you don't really have more purpose that when you're more focused on the outcome than the process, then you're like you're automatically almost going to fail because we can't control outcomes, right? We can't control outcomes. We can only control ourselves and the activity that we choose to do and how we do it right? Kobe Bryant said, I learned to fall in love with the basics. Like, are we in love with it? Are you in love with coming to the office and picking up the phone and figuring out whose life you can impact that day? Who can you connect with? And if you're instead saying, how many people do I have to call to check off of a list? That's a basic, but a basic with knowing that you're, you're loving and doing the process and not worried about the outcome. The outcomes will come if you're in love with the process, right? But if you're not in love with the process and you're only worried about the outcome, it's not coming. That's the truth. I think it's a really, really, I think it's a huge miss overall in the industry right now. And and people go, I made all the calls, you know, but they're only making the calls to get an outcome. That's it. Well, Robin, I agree with you. My comment on that is you would have to be a very self-aware person to know the difference. Like yes. it would take you like if 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 Jim's my client and Jim and I do business together, maybe he's a realtor and I'm either calling Jim to say hi because it's part of my checklist, uh, part of my basics, or I'm truly interested in calling Jim and catching up with my buddy and seeing how I can make him some more money and put some deals together. It's it's very different. I know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I don't think that most people are so self-aware enough to know the difference. Well, you're just you, saying be interested. You're exactly right. That's all you're saying is be interested. Be interested in other people. Mm-hmm. You can okay. make it for a little while and then it'll become a habit. I can tell yeah. you that. It's not something like, oh, I'm not really interested, so I'll never be. That's not true. Can, I, I just can, talked to a loan officer the other day. Interested. She was struggling, Jimmy, and she she was doing all the work. And she was like, I can prove to you all the work. And she could. She could prove every bit of it. And I said, what are you focused on when you're doing the work? And she said, well, get, getting a lead, you know, getting it, getting it, getting a relationship started, getting the business, right? Yeah. And I said, what if you focused on what 
what just them the whole time, just focused on them the whole time. You just were interested in them. She went back. I'm not joking. This meeting with her was two weeks ago, a little less than two weeks ago, actually. And literally she's in the hot seat because she's not doing any business. And I look at the production report yesterday in my meeting at the office and she's got three books locked and on the deal on the, on the pipe three. I said, I text her. I said, girl, do you have three, three loans on the books? And she said, yes, it's working. It's not just the activity. It's literally the purpose behind the activity that matters. It's really loving the, one of the basics of sales is listening more than you talk being interested, right? People have gotten so far away from some of these things because they haven't had to use it all that much in the, the previous market conditions. Come on, Robin. I was just in my, I was in my robe making 500 grand a year for two years. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, I know I shared this story sometime on one of these podcasts, the Pepsi guy at the grocery store. You know, I worked at Lucky for eight years and there was a Pepsi guy and he, uh, I can describe him to the day. He was freckled. He was an Asian guy with a, like a super straight hair, super nice guy. And I worked their displays on the weekends. And so we worked together like for years and he was really good and everybody loved him. And, and we had this manager and I'm, and he was not a very nice man. I mean, he's a good, he was a good profitable store director, but he was not very much fun to be around. And I'm like, dude, how do you handle him? He's like partner service repair. I'm like, what does that mean? He's all, when I meet with him, I'm looking to partner with him and make him more money, service him if everything's going well, and fill the shelves. Or if he's mad at me, I repair the relationship. So when partner you're, service partner repair, service write repair, that down. Partner service repair. Every time you're in front of someone, partner service repair. If you're a loan officer and you're meeting with realtors, yes, you need to be friends with them, and you need to find something to partner with them in to make you both more money. Like this is the down to a businessman's business again, mm-hmm. right? It was a salesperson order taker business for a couple of years. I'm seriously sick of talking about it. It's over. Mm-hmm. Stop talking about it. Yep. This business is a business to business relationship. Yes, it is about what can you do for them. Yes, it really is. Yes. And in exchange, you get paid. Yes. And if you don't like realtors, hallelujah, get out of the way. I'll take care of them. Guys, let's segue in our last two minutes we got left to talk about basic, basic, basics and just go around. We'll go around the horn twice. This is super basic, basic for me. I meet two people who can send me business a day face to face. I meet with a borrower that I can potentially do a loan for every day, one person. So that's my three. And in order to set up those meetings, I've got to spend two hours every morning used to be one hour. Now it's two hours because of market conditions, two hour, hour, hour every day, making calls in order to do that. If I meet with three people a day face to face, I'm good in any market. That's my basic Robin. Yeah. My basic was meeting with three people face to face every day without fail. And at a bare minimum doing 25 impactful phone calls. I think sometimes we get caught up in a lot of numbers. For me, it was literally trying to get, I mean, more than half of the 25 people are leaving a very impactful voicemail on the phone and then doing the follow-up with it. Okay. So calls and visits, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, too, I don't want to go too deep. You got to follow the sales process, right? So the four steps, initial contact, build report, close and follow-up, which is what Robin was talking about. You got to remember those four steps every time you're in front of someone. But for me, it's six open houses and six offices a week. 
Mm. If you walk into the same six offices every week and you never give up and you do six open houses every Sunday after church and you never give up and you just stop by for 15 minutes at each one of those that don't take long and you follow up on Monday and set meetings with the ones that liked you and you did it for a year, what would happen? Love it. If you just did that, what would happen? Yep. Yep. Get, you do three loans a month, even if you sucked. For you sure. For, for sure. sure. You're exactly right. You you would for sure eat regardless of rates. Rates can be 15%. Even if you were a you terrible salesperson. Mm-hmm. If you followed yep. up and you went inside, somebody would like you and you would get business if you just did that. There is a, um, I think this is appropriate to close a little bit with Todd. Stress doesn't come from circumstances. Stress comes from resistance to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. That that was said today in a podcast I listened to, and I was like, and then it said, you know, focus on being in the present because when you're focused on being looking at the past or worrying about the future, you're literally missing your opportunity that's right in front of you, right? Like, and I think that a lot of people are so stressed about the future right now that they're missing what they just need to do. You show up turn on the lights to the office and put on your game face and go to work. Love it. Listen, guys, we could cover more stuff, but it's not necessary. Right. <laughs> and and the secret is uh, really what Robin ended with. So guys, it's, it's so many people, they, they spend so much time worrying. This is saying the same thing. Robin just said so much time worrying. If we just do the work, then we feel better and we get success and you build confidence and you get out of that super fear mode. So that's really what the basics is about. It's not, you can apply those to Kobe Bryant, you can apply it to eating. I mean, it's kind of universal truth. So uh, very important in our business and there's timing to everything. This is the time when, when things get really hard. To me, that's where the only way that you get out of it is to develop better skills or more skills. That's really the solution. So what we're summarizing is some of those skills around the basics that we just got to do every single day. And if I didn't have my three people, I can always stop by a home builder's office. I can always walk in a real estate office. I can always cold call someone. So when we say hold yourself accountable, you're the only one that can truly do it. Okay. Robin, Jim, thank you very much. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Have a great month. Bye, guys. If you liked this episode of the Be Your Best series with Todd Screema, make sure to register for new episode notifications at www.beyourbestseries.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review and share this series with someone you want to be their best. Send an email with any questions or comments to beyourbest at summitfunding.net. Summit Funding, Inc., NMLS ID 3199, Equal Housing Opportunity, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org.